0: Everyone, I'm Laura Ellsworth, welcoming you to Prairie Doc Radio. This is a program of the Healing Words Foundation, a 501c3, founded by Dr. Rick Holm. We are here to answer your medical questions, so give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. With us today is Dr. Deb Johnston to answer your medical questions. Dr. Johnston's specialty is family medicine. She works with the Avera Medical Group Brookings and volunteers as part of the Prairie Doc team of physicians. Good morning Dr. Johnston. Good
1: morning Laura, it's good to be here.
0: Thanks for being here, bringing in some warmth and <laughs> a cold day out there.
1: It so is something, you know, I was really hopeful that maybe we'd turn the corner but uh, maybe not.
0: Yes, yes definitely yeah. feels like winter this morning. It does. It, it
1: is after all January in South Dakota. I suppose we shouldn't be surprised. Yes,
0: so make sure we're staying covered up so we don't get frostbite. Absolutely. Or any of those things, right? Yes. Right. Very good. Well, tell us us about the um, television show we're going to oh. be looking forward to tomorrow night.
1: I am so excited about this show. It's it's an Ask Anything show, which always seems to be a really fun one. I think it's really fun for the viewers, and it's really fun for for those of us who are on the show. And I'm particularly excited because we will have the prairie dogs there. We will have the, the four of us, assuming no one gets COVID between now and then, but um, we will have uh, Dr. Ellsworth, uh, Dr. Evans, Dr. Cruz, and myself. So there will be the four of us there, and uh, hopefully all live and in the same room. And uh, I think it's, it's always fun when you have uh, a group that kind of knows each other and can play off each other and add to each other's sentences, and I'm just really excited about the show.
0: Absolutely, yeah, those Ask Anything shows are fun. They are such a variety of topics. <laughs> yes. And- Um, it's always, I always learn something like I didn't even know I wanted to know. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
1: So it's, it is so much an audience driven show because of that, because there's not some set topic Mm -hmm. that we want to try to cover. So everybody be thinking of your questions and be ready to, to call in or or send a message through Facebook or however you like to communicate your questions. We're going to be eager and you'll have Four primary care physicians there to share our expertise.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll look forward to that. And if anyone has questions today that we can answer on the radio show, we'd love your questions.
1: And you can ask both here and there, that's right? That's okay. We
0: can get multiple perspectives. Absolutely. A great thing. <laughs> so we can try your question out here and then and call the, it again. That's right. It can tomorrow. be your practice. So we'll give you a chance to do that now as we go to our first break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast call us now at 605-692-1430 with any medical questions you would like us to address we will return following this informative message from the avera medical group
2: frostbite is a type of injury caused by freezing it leads to a loss of feeling and color in the areas it affects, usually extremities, such as the nose, ears, cheeks, chin, fingers, and toes. Frostbite can permanently damage the body, and severe cases can lead to amputation. Frostbite should be checked by a health care provider. Call 697 to see your provider at the Avera Medical Group, Brookings
0: welcome back to prairie doc radio i'm laura ellsworth and prairie doc physician deb Johnston is here to answer our medical questions if you have a question give us a call at 605-692-1430 dr Johnston, i loved your essay this week can be found in monday's brookings register or, on or the, online or on the prairie doc webpage um, under the blog And uh, it was called The People at Your Table. Tell us about your essay. So, you know,
1: I have, uh, golly, I may have even been in college the first time I heard the parable about the, the people, the comparison between heaven and hell. And the idea was that everybody's hungry in both heaven and hell, and they're all sitting around tables that are just covered with food. And everybody has, if, if in the version of the story I read, it was forks or spoons strapped to their hands. So they have to eat with these utensils, but these utensils are five feet long. Mm. So there's no way that those people in hell can feed themselves. So they're surrounded by all this food and they're starving. And the people in heaven are in exactly the same situation, except they use those five-foot utensils to feed The person across the table from them, so they're all happy and well-fed because they're helping each other. And I've thought about that particular parable just a lot since the beginning of the pandemic. Um, You know, the idea that I am in control of keeping myself safe is only partly true, and I think that's something that we as americans have really struggled with the idea that other people are responsible for my safety um we we don't that's not part of our culture we have very much a you know self-sufficient Um, I can do it uh, kind of a pull yourself up by your bootstraps sort of mentality in our culture. And as a little bit of an aside, pull yourself up up by your bootstraps was originally a saying that people use to describe something that's impossible because Mm -hmm. you can't really pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You can't. I mean, it's a law of, of thermodynamics. Yeah. You know, you uh, e- every force has an equal and opposite force. So I can pull up on my bootstraps, but the opposite force is pushing me down. So there is literally no way to pull yourself up yeah. by your bootstraps in a traditional physics, do-it-yourself kind of matter. Okay. So that parable about feeding each other at the table, just really rings true to me right now, because my mask protects me a little bit, it protects you more. So if you're not wearing a mask, I'm protecting you, but you're not turning around and protecting me. Um, the same thing with vaccinations. Now, unfortunately, with Omicron, uh, the vaccination is not is not as good as it was um, for the original strain and for the Delta strain, it, it's still definitely protective, especially if you've had your booster. Uh, and there's the question of exactly how do you define success? Well, obviously, we'd all like to define success as I'm not going to get this disease. But a secondary and perhaps more important way to measure per success is I'm not going to end up in the hospital. I'm not going to die from this disease. I'm not going to be disabled by this disease. Um, So from that standpoint, the vaccine is probably more successful than we really had any right to expect it to be, particularly for people that are fully vaccinated and boosted. Um, But we still really need to be protecting each other. And I, you know, I think about my, my patients who have uh, cancer or who have autoimmune diseases and are on medicines that keep their immune system from working very well. And, you know, none of us have enjoyed being stuck in our houses for this uh, pandemic. Those people are really vulnerable and they have to leave. Um, they have to come to the doctor. They have to go to the hospital. They, no matter how much they want to stay safe and to stay isolated they still have contact with the outside world and the only way they can they have to depend on us to protect them their n95 masks only protect them so much they're they can only be so isolated so they really need the rest of us to step up and help protect them.
0: Let's talk a little bit about masks. Um, yes. You know, we've been—it's been recommended that we wear masks for a long time, and now it's being recommended that we wear better, better mask. masks. Yeah, uh, explain that to us.
1: So, you know, from the beginning of the pandemic, we've kind of had a competing interests here. Um, very early in the pandemic, masks were really hard to come by, um, and you know, I had quite a collection of masks hanging in my in my office because I was never sure when I came into mm-hmm. the clinic, are there going to be masks? Mm-hmm. Are we going to have masks for us to wear?
0: So kind of reusing S- them. We were them absolutely reusing them. Yes.
1: Absolutely reusing them. And right. the N95s were even harder to come by. The mm-hmm. ones that are really protective were really hard to come by. So, uh, and early in the pandemic, there was very little here in the US. um, So, the odds were exceptionally good that the person in the room with you was not infected. Um, As the disease started spreading and we started seeing more of it, the odds increased that the person in the room with you was infected or that you were infected yourself. Uh, So then the masks were recommended um, because, you know, when something's very uncommon, you don't really have to work very hard to avoid it. When something gets more common, you start having to work harder to avoid it. So then the recommendation came out for the cloth masks and the cloth masks were not and are not all that great at keeping me from getting it, okay? But the cloth mask was pretty decent at catching those respiratory particles that an infected person would breathe out. So if I may not know it, but if I had COVID and I was wearing a cloth mask, then I would be less likely to put that virus into the environment for you to breathe in.
0: Because you're keeping it close to because you. Because I'm keeping it's it close to me. Being it's, it's, it's
1: being kind of trapped trapped by my mask. Now, cloth masks, and even to a lesser extent, the surgical masks aren't perfect. The cloth masks often have gaps in mm-hmm. the side or above the nose. If your glasses fog over when you're wearing your mask, well, that's telling you that air is escaping up and getting to your glasses and your warm breath is is doing that. Um so those cloth masks were not as protective as we might like. Uh but particularly <coughs> excuse me. particularly with the um original variant and the delta variant. It wasn't that it, it was pretty contagious. It was more contagious than a lot of the diseases we deal with. But it wasn't excessively contagious. So <coughs> I'm talking too much.
0: <laughs> well, um, um, one of my I, favorite things. <laughs> yes. You know, one of my favorite things early on, um, I grew up with Bill Nye, the science oh, guy. Oh, yes. I don't know if others of you did as well. But he did a great video with masks <laughs> and candles and showing... Um, if you have a candle in front of you and you're wearing a mask and you try to blow out that candle, you can't. Right. So I was like, oh, what a great visual. And so Christmas Eve, uh, we were just over here at Ascension for Christmas Eve and um, singing Silent Night. Had my candle, wearing my mask. It's time to blow out my candle, and I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I had to put the mask down in order to, to blow, blow out, out the your candles. Candle. So yes. um, it is interesting. I think that's such a great visual for how mask keep everything closer. You yes. know, we're not just throwing those particles out into, into the, world, the world. We're exactly. keeping them close.
1: So those cloth masks were, were very helpful with that, especially the tighter weave cloth mm-hmm. masks. I mean, if you're wearing lace, it's not helping very much there sure. at all. Uh, but, you know, the cloth masks did a good job mm-hmm. with that. As we moved to the Omicron especially, Two things had happened. Number one, and probably the most important, uh, the supply chain for masks really beefed up, production beefed up. I mean, we—it is now not difficult for healthcare workers to get the masks that they need. I'm no longer having to save my masks because I'm afraid that tomorrow there won't be any. Mm-hmm. Um, so the supply chain beefed up, and. Omicron came along, and Omicron is far, far more contagious than the the original version or Delta mm-hmm. was, it has pretty much gotten to the point where I assume that if you have a known contact with somebody who has COVID, and 95 or more percent of the cases in the region are Omicron, that you're going to get it mm-hmm. uh, if you have not taken any precautions, particularly if you're unvaccinated. Um, so we have a more contagious variant out there, and we don't have to worry about saving those masks for healthcare workers who are in the thick of it, trying to take care of these these ill people. So it makes perfect sense to upgrade to a higher quality mask. The surgical masks, like you and I are wearing right now, are good masks. Um, the N95 masks are kind of the the ultimate mask Mm -hmm. Uh, they are very tight Uh, people who take off their n95 will have the pressure marks around their face they do not allow air to leak on around the mask Uh, so both any air that i breathe out has to go through that mask and any air that i breathe in has to go through that mask Plus, the mask itself has a very tight weave, and it has an electric charge basically built into the material of the mask that also helps to capture particles. So the N95 mask is highly efficient and highly effective at um, blocking the movement of those viral particles across it. Uh, So, you know, particularly if you are going to, say, get on an airplane or you're going to go to a event, a concert, a game or whatever, if you're wearing that N95 mask, you have a pretty high degree of, of protection. The N95 masks, by and large, are what the people at the bedside of the COVID patients have been wearing through the pandemic And it has done a pretty reasonable job of protecting people that are for 12 hours a day right there with people who can't be wearing a mask themselves. They're on ventilators, for example. So those N95 masks are really good. Now, it's also important to know that when they fit me for an N95 mask in the clinic, Um, They actually have this great big contraption and the idea is that they spray this little material there and if I can smell or taste that material my mask is not fitting properly. Now obviously that's not something that the average individual can do in in their own home. So you're probably not getting the same kind of protection that the healthcare workers would get, but that N95 mask is still a very protective mask, not a comfortable mask. Um, because, again, it's going to leave marks on your face. It's got to be snug, but mm-hmm. a highly protective mask.
0: Mm-hmm. And there are different ones to try. There and absolutely And I found are. that, too, if you try different ones, you might find something that you like more. Absolutely. A little more comfortable. Don't think
1: that you're going to like it. Right. <laughs> it is It is really unlikely that you are going to like that N95 mask. You might like what it does for you, but you you don't expect that you're going to find a mask that is – comfortable the way a cloth mask might be comfortable uh, but some of them are going you're going to find more acceptable than others.
0: We found some I think they're KN95 Correct. masks. So, so we picked some of those up and we um our son, uh, 12-year-old son wore one of those to school yesterday and sent him along nice. with his Ones that he's been wearing, too. I was like, just try this. If you really hate it, you can go back to your normal mask. But he wore it all day, and he was fine with that. So the uh,
1: two points. Number one, the KN95, um, those are pretty much equivalent to the N95. They are just an Asian version of the N95. So the KN95 masks are, are perfectly fine, too. The other point is that COVID is just rampant mm-hmm. in the schools. So fantastic that your 12-year-old was wearing a mask and was uh wearing it all day. I mean it it I was very disappointed that the school board did not make masks mandatory knowing the positivity rate in the community, just how much there is out there in the community, knowing how many high school and middle school and elementary school students that I am personally seeing test positive. Um, it It is really appropriate to be wearing those masks in the school. I have a college. Student son, and he was home yesterday, and um, I made him promise to wear his masks Mm -hmm. when he was in class and on campus too. Just because there's so much out there, it's everybody is going to get it if you don't take some steps to to prevent that. And to get it right now, this is a. I mean, this may be something that we're all destined to get eventually, but right now the hospitals are bursting at the seams, and we just. We we just can't have more people getting it and needing hospitalization because I don't know where we're going to put them. I don't know who's going to take care of them.
0: So if you haven't been one to wear a mask, right now might be a good time. Right now would be a
1: really good time to wear your mask, please.
0: Yes. Well, we did have a question come in, but we're going to go ahead and take our next break. And if anyone else has questions, give you a chance to call us as well. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. Call us now at 605 692 1430 with any medical questions you would like us to address. Prairie Doc programs are available as a podcast. Just look for Prairie Doc wherever you get your podcast. Today's program will be added to the podcast soon. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group.
2: Tobacco can lead to tobacco, nicotine dependence, and serious health problems. Quitting smoking has immediate as well as long-term benefits for you and your loved ones. Make the decision to be smoke-free. Stopping smoking is associated with many health benefits. If you smoke, call 1 800 QUIT NOW. That's 784 8669. Or call the Avera Medical Group Brookings for help to quit smoking today, 697 9500.
0: Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Deb Johnston is here to answer our medical questions. If you have a question, give us a call at 605-692-1430. Before the break, Dr. Johnston was giving us excellent information about... Mask and different types of mask and the importance of wearing a mask, especially right now as we have so much COVID in our community, <laughs> in our schools, etc. So thank you for that great info. Um, Dr. Johnston, the question is, what advice do you have for churches and other organizations that want to keep meeting for services and fellowship during this COVID outbreak?
1: You know, that is that is a really, really good question, and the first thing that I'd encourage everybody to, to recognize is that no matter what you do, there's going to be a risk, uh, and no matter what you do in person, there are probably some members of your congregation or your organization for whom that risk is just unacceptably high transplant patients for example or or people being actively treated for cancer people with certain blood cancers um, as a general guideline the first thing I would recommend is that masks people need to wear masks Um, both to keep themselves safe, but most importantly, to keep the people around them safe. If you are a fully vaccinated, healthy 25-year-old person, you know, the odds are that you are going to come through COVID with nothing more than a head cold and you're going to feel fine. Of course, one of the million-dollar questions is we don't know five years from now will will there be long-term Uh, effects from COVID. We just, we can't know that yet. We do know that a certain percentage of people who have quote-unquote mild COVID, which basically from a medical perspective means you didn't end up in the hospital, uh, are going to end up with long COVID and they are going to suffer ongoing consequences. Um, But, you know, the average healthy young adult uh, is probably... At relatively low risk and they very well may say hey this is this is not uh, I get in my car every day and off I go and I don't think about the risk of a car accident and death and disability that might result from that however we don't drive drunk and we don't drive drunk a because it's an unreasonable risk for us to take ourselves uh, and it's an unreasonable risk to the people on the road with you who did not decide to drink, um, who should not be put at risk by your bad decision. And we of a society have decided that, no, if you drive drunk, that is that is not OK. And there are penalties associated with that. So we all accept limits on what we can do in order to protect other people and we don't even think about it. We don't think about the fact that you and I aren't going to walk topless into a store and expect to to be served. You know, realistically, there's no physical threat to somebody else. It might make them nauseated to see me without my shirt, <laughs> but there's no physical threat to somebody else. But we all accept that mm-hmm. as a reasonable a restriction on our freedoms. So for these individuals who are trying to still have those connections, um, th- the minimum would be to say, hey, everybody's got to wear a mask and to minimize eating and drinking, uh, to minimize, uh, particularly if people are going to take masks off, to minimize singing. Um, to try to spread out as much as possible in South Dakota in January it's hard to open a window but to try to improve your ventilation your airflow as much as you can Um, and people who are sick really should stay home people who know that they're sick I can't tell you how many people I have tested who had just a mild cold and didn't even think anything of it but Tested positive. So, if you have a sore throat, if you have sniffles, you really need to be aware that this could very well be COVID. I mean, thirty percent of the tests that we are doing right now are coming back positive. Um, tests are the antigen tests, particularly is it's a good test, but it's not a perfect test. So. There are certainly situations where I'm really convinced that this is COVID. Maybe I test multiple family members and other family members test positive. Uh, so if if you have a cold, you really need to act under the assumption that this is COVID right now. Be sure to at least wear your mask. Preferably get tested, isolate, try to reduce how fast this is roaring through the community. But anybody who feels ill in any way even if you think it's allergies even if you think it's it's whatever please uh, try not to attend these events so that you don't risk giving it to somebody else who may not do as well as you do with this so masking distancing airflow think about what you are doing in terms of maybe don't sing for a while Maybe make sure people are wearing their masks when they sing. Maybe don't have the potluck dinner. Um, Those are, are the guidelines that I'd give you. And also recognize that there are going to be people who can't come and go back to making some of those streaming options a possibility for people who want to participate but physically can't be there, both the people that are sick and the people for whom it's just too risky.
0: We certainly appreciate all those people, all the, you know, and I think on these past couple of years, think of all the hours that are spent trying to plan and prepare, trying to continue life. And I know this is exhausting on all of us and we're all kind of, we're all tired
1: of it. Mm -hmm. We are all sick of it, Mm -hmm. but it's not done with us. We Mm -hmm. might be done with it, but it's Mm -hmm. not done with us. It doesn't care how tired we are of Mm -hmm. it.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah especially right now we especially we're kind of right peak now peak and um we don't know when it's gonna
1: we don't i don't know i don't think
0: it has yet right we're no. still we're still high when well, i saw the numbers yesterday one
1: of one of my patients um in the relatively recent past asked me well when is this going to be over when can when will you not expect me to wear this mask when when i'm in the clinic with you and what i didn't think of to say to him at the time is when is the snow going to melt Mm -hmm. it it will happen I can't tell you the day and uh, you know this may be something that we periodically are asked to put our masks back on Um, it's hard to say Mm -hmm. we just don't know what's Mm going to happen with this and the variants and everything else yeah but we do know that there are things we can do to keep each other safe and we really do need to keep each other safe Feed that person across the table from you. All right,
0: make those connections. Thanks, Dr. Johnston. Well, before we go, please be sure to tune in to South Dakota Public Broadcasting Television and the Prairie Doc Facebook page for on call with the Prairie Doc most Thursdays starting at 7 p.m. Central. This week on Thursday, January 15th. It will be an Ask Anything show with the four Prairie Docs, Dr. Deb Johnston, Dr. Andrew Ellsworth, Dr. Jill Cruz, and Dr. Kelly Evans. So tune in tomorrow night on SDPB television. We hope you've enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program, and we'll listen again for Prairie Doc on KBRK, brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Please follow the Prairie Doc on Facebook and YouTube for free and easy access to the entire Prairie Doc library. Visit www.prairiedoc.org and look for Prairie Doc wherever you find your podcast. My thanks to Dr. Deb Johnston for joining us today. And as Dr. Home would say, stay healthy out there,
1: people.